2: and get the birthplace of talk radio. I see all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy mm, God. My gosh.
3: Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre war. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. probably the worst briefing I've seen, at least on a military issue, in the nine years I've served in the United States Senate. This is Ed McQuire. And now, he... Here's Armstrong and
2: Getty.
3: Live from Studio C. Si, sí, senor. You know what it is. It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound here on Little Friday. And today, to kick off the show, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Cyberattack. Cyber attacks? Why is that the general manager? Well, it's expected widely, Jack, that that will be the next wave of response from the Iranian devils. Okay. They will try to hit our power grid. They will hit our dams. They would hit our banks, but they're not good enough. Probably. I just saw that at the, the Dispatch, which is a new news website you should check out, but at the Dispatch... They asked people to uh, find Iran on a map. They give them a map with none of the countries labeled, and 28% got that right. Which you know, I'm not surprised That's that. higher than I actually would have guessed. Yeah, but Iran, I happen to know where Iran is on the map, and, and I can name its neighbors and the rest of it, but it's one of those countries that's kind of tucked in right there. Yeah. I mean, it's not like England, <laughs> you know. It's right an island right off Europe. It's it's a tough one to find. I think I could have gotten it wrong pretty easily.
2: Yeah, I might have hit. Uh, I don't know. Who knows where anything is anymore? I don't know where the where, where our broadcast compound is located. I put type in the address in my phone. My phone tells me when I need to turn. Right.
3: That is that is going to be the future. I notice all young people do that, and it's interesting. Or or people in general. I have a very simple address for where I live. I mm-hmm. mean, it could not be simpler of where One, I two, live. 123 Main Street. No, not an address, but a oh. physical location. There, I mean, it could not be simpler, but nobody will listen to my physical description. No, mm-hmm. no. They, they're only going to type it in. And that sometimes gets confusing, and they're not sure if that takes them to the right place. If you'd listen to my physical description, it could not be simpler. I mean, yeah. it's like two turns. Yeah. But nobody's interested in that. Huh. Oh. And uh, I do think that's the future, and you're right. Nobody knows where anything is. Yeah, well, as as the whole Navi thing gets perfected, I I think that'll work fine, but, unless you're denied your device, yeah, I suppose and then it, people will be panic stricken. Yeah, I suppose that doesn't matter, but it's uh, it's kind of weird that people wouldn't be able to find their way to work or home mm-hmm. or to their friend's house unless a computer told them how to get there. Read a charming article about uh, a woman who put away her smartphone. She decided to take on a weekend or something like that. Without her smartphone, with the technology I think she chose of 1990, and so she had a flip phone just in case. But she was she had a map, and, and a she would pager. stop, and she would stop at gas stations and say, "Hey, I'm trying to find XYZville, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the whatever store there," and and she'd get the you know turn right at the oak tree and turn left. And she said it 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 was slower. She lost time. But she felt great. She felt in charge and, and adventure-y and, and really liked it. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll try that sometime. It's, I've always loved maps. I always liked to. Well, of course, I, I've been married since I was like seven years old, so I've always had a navigator. So Judy would have the map open and say, all right, we're coming up on Highway 463. We go to like explorers of old. So you didn't make it's the the highways. Yes. So you didn't make map. you didn't make the general manager today. Uh, Megxit. 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 No. Megxit failed their whiz quiz. I'm afraid. <laughs> All right. What is Megxit? <laughs> well, you know what Brexit is. Oh, it's the oh, biggest story oh, in Great oh, Britain. Oh, well, right. Megxit is Harry and Meghan deciding to leave the royal family and moving out of Great Britain. So that's yes. the Megxit. And apparently, in Great Britain, bumped all Iranian news off the front page and everything else. <laughs> Just goes to show you. Megan and Harry yes. are saying, and we don't want to be royals.
2: Right. Good luck in with that. In effect, it. yeah. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> the response and. to that announcement, I think, explains their announcement. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow, wait a minute. You're, uh, you're blowing my mind.
3: I've never understood why anybody puts up with that crap anyway. And oh, finally, I see what you're saying. Finally, somebody oh, yeah. comes along and says... You know, I don't want to live like this. I don't want my, certainly don't want my kid to grow up like this. Well, I've read slash heard a description of the royals' situation. Financially, uh, the, the responsibilities they have, the limitations they have. And I could easily see a certain personality type. And I don't mean like a tenth of the population. I'm talking like 40% of the population saying, no way I'm living like that. You you have one choice for a living, and that's to be some sort of PR representative, where you meet crowds, and you sh- press flash, and you attend galas all the time. William, you are, seems you're to... forbidden from holding any job other than that. William seems to Megan. be happy with it, but you get up every morning, and they give you a list of the places you're going to go. At this event, you'll need to be with your wife and babies, because they need to see your children. Mm-hmm. At this event... And then, who would want to live like that? Right, just because you were born into that family? No, I'm surprised it's taken this long, honestly. Yeah, I'm hoping this is the beginning of the end. It's a pretty decent gravy train they're on, but uh, getting schlepped from event to event to event for the rest of your life just because of the family you were born in? I don't know. And and listen, Harry, oh my God, we're talking about the royals. No, we're not, Jack. We're talking about human dignity. We're talking about Megxit. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Harry was a damn helicopter pilot. In Afghanistan, in combat situations,
2: if dude wants to do something else with his life, dude gets to do it. He stayed, he stayed a royal just long enough to get his girlfriend to be like, hey, you want to be a princess? As his pickup line, and then <laughs> right? once he got the ring on it, I'm out! Yes!
3: Uh, she probably got there and thought, I don't want to be a princess.
2: Who <laughs> would yeah. want that life?
3: Yeah. Anyway, that's a you know, silly story. I'll try it for a year, and then we'll decide... And she got there, and she said, "This sucks. Mm. This life is no good." Let's uh, introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show, and then we'll move on, huh? There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers, getting married in October. How are you this morning, Michael?
2: Good. As you know, I'm a big fan of the Consumer Electronics Show. Yeah. And I think one of the one of my, maybe my favorite product ever has come out at the Consumer Electronics Show. It's a reverse microwave that can chill anything in one minute. Oh. So oh, if you have wait a wait warm a beer, you slap it around it, you hit a button, and it just fires it up, and 60 seconds later, you got a cold beer. Yeah. I, I can
3: have an icy cold brew in 60
2: seconds? Yeah, it's just a reverse microwave, you know? Nice. Well, or, you can
3: say that, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, or, or chill back up your ice cream. My wife really hates when the ice cream gets soggy or soppy or whatever. If yeah, it's been sitting you know, out low, low, make it cold again. Jack, microwaves like uh, like the genie told us in Aladdin. Uh, I'm sorry, ice cream. What, like humans, uh, uh, bringing them back from the dead, uh, it's a messy business. Uh. It's, uh, it's it's not the way it was. God, what did I hear on the way in? I heard one. What I you really... got is a zombie, a zombie ice cream. I heard something from the the, the Consumer Electronics Show that I really wanted to mention, but I'm, uh, I'm addled by cold medicine. My brain is running even slower than usual. Uh. Was
2: it the mood ring dog harness? No, ah. that's a pretty good one. <laughs> yes, I want to talk about that one.
3: As I've been immersed in the world of dog training of late, it'll pop back into my head. Michael, Michael, you failed me again. There is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
2: Doing very well. If you notice my uh, smile shining extra bright today, it's because I I made uh, one of my annual treks to the dentist, but had one of those fun times where you go in there and hey, wait a minute, everybody's everybody's different. Where, where's all the people that I use? oh no, your doctor's not here anymore, and I don't know if they they have. Uh, rules that prevent from you know telling what happened or you know I don't I don't know what yes happened. probably yeah so I I didn't I didn't press him too much but I thought well this is kind of a weird situation like I I liked my guy yeah. and, you know and now it's and then this new one to see it seems perfectly fine it was a great trip actually the uh the the person who was doing the tooth scraping you know just hands of an angel just real soft touch sometimes you get the people that are like you know medieval torturers you know repurposed <laughs> right um but but it was just it, it was just a strange thing of oh. No notification, just show up, and uh, now you know all my tooth history, and I guess you just get to to around in my and, mouth. I yeah. don't know you. Yeah. Sticking yeah. your hands in my
3: mouth. It's the modern been? world. <laughs> um. So we probably won't actually talk much about Mexit but we, uh, the Congress is getting together today to uh, some sort of trying to restrain Trump and his ability to wage war, that sort of thing. Yeah, they're passing uh, symbolic resolutions saying you got to check with us you can't just go off uh, uh, to war against Iran as if it's a war against Dennis Rodman on the uh, The Apprentice. Um, <laughs> There's a <laughs> it, it, it doesn't mean much though although I'll tell you I, I we have a fair amount of sympathy for the idea that Congress needs to take a stand. In questions of war. Could not the, be such cowards. They're only interested now because they hate Trump, but oh, clearly, clearly whatever gets them to where they were supposed to be in the first place with Obama and Bush before him and Clinton before him. Right. and Classic right <laughs> thing for the wrong reason. Again, Congress has not declared war since World War II. Think about that. That's absolutely amazing. That's the last war we're in, Jack. Um, Police actions <clears throat> don't count. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, January 9th, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, then, let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. A congenial game bird under glass given as a gift.
2: Ken. What is a pleasant pheasant present? Right. (laughs) Rhyme time, 600.
0: A flexible and enormous customer. Ken. What is a client, giant client? Yes. Rhyme time for 1,000. In
3: Papayeti and the rest of the aisle, a signed agreement to quit spray painting.
2: James. What is that? Tahiti graffiti treaty? Yes. <laughs> uh,
3: how in the world, you know, does your brain work that way? I happened to tune in some last night for the greatest champions ever off, or whatever they're calling it. Uh, it was it was a display of three people whose brains don't work like the rest of us. Right. I mean, I've always been, like, really good at trivia games. And I used to play Jeopardy in a bar with friends for years. Um, and, and I was always pretty good at it. These people are superhuman. Uh, watching last night, they had questions of obscure early 20th century short stories. Bango! College football in the 70s. Zingo! You know, architecture! Boom! <laughs> these people, they just, it was like, wait a minute. Nobody knows about Joe Theismann's college career and O'Henry. Nobody!
2: <laughs> <laughs> and these guys were just crushing it. And they're still doing the Jeopardy! champion off? Yes, uh, Ken Jennings won uh, the first match. Uh, James Holzhauer won the second match. And then there's some guy named Brad who doesn't stand a chance between <laughs> these two titans. Get out but of here, Brad.
3: Cool wasting our time,
2: Brad. <laughs> How's mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Uh, punch for 800, please.
3: A blow to the back of the neck is the punch named for this animal. Mike, what is a donkey? No. Betsy.
2: What is a rabbit punch? A rabbit, <laughs> yes. Uh, punch for six hundred,
3: please. See the interesting thing about it is I've <laughs> never heard of a donkey punch until Google. So Google it, Google it, yeah, yeah. You gotta, Google it, yeah, Google it yeah. and then we'll come back to over 18. On the Armstrong and Getty Show. Getty Show. There's a cancer story in the news today. A uh, cancer stat that's making the rounds that got people happy, but all is behind the numbers. Ruth Bader Ginsburg announced yesterday as Supreme Court Justice, she is cancer-free again. She just had a they had a look. So she's what 86. Had a I bunch mean, of listen, different cancer. This is a joke everybody's making, but it needs to be made. Can, what's she eat? Can we get, just take, you know, a few drops of her blood every day and spread them to every lab in America and figure out what's going on with her. She's a resilient old bird. She's a superhuman. She's got
2: a bit of a legendary workout regiment as well. Yeah, yeah.
3: That probably has a lot to do
2: with it. Mailbag.
3: Uh, You can email us, mailbag at com Anytime you got an opinion, a thought, an experience, something we ought to be talking about Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com Our freedom-loving quote of the day uh, comes to us from Ayn Rand and Atlas Shrugged Yeah, I know Ayn Rand is over the top Uh, On the other hand, you know, there are things Thomas Jefferson said and wrote that I thought were over the top On the other hand, the Declaration of Independence is one of the most brilliant things ever written by a human So, you know, pick and choose But this is so good. When you see that in order to produce, you need to obtain permission from men who produce nothing. When you see that money is flowing to those who deal, not in goods, but in favors. When you see that men get richer by graft and by pull than by work, and your laws don't protect you against them, but to protect them against you. When you see corruption being rewarded and honesty become a self-sacrifice, you may know that your society is doomed. There's a rather briefer phrase for that among economists. It's rent-seeking. When the most productive thing you can do is beg the government, then you become a very, very different society than a free society. And it's dangerous, and it's terrible. Ask anybody who grew up in the Soviet Union. Moving along. Maybe we can post that at armstrongandgetty.com, Hanson, so people can find it easily. I'll work with you after this uh, segment. Love the podcast, guys. Listen every day, but I have some new names for it based on much of the recent content. Jack's Rants, or Pod Damn It with Jack Armstrong, or The Opining Hour, or Pets and Peeves with Angry Jack, or Jacked Off, or Bald and Belligerent with Simple Jack, or Cremudgeon's Corner, or The Luddite Lounge. <laughs> I like Pod Damn It. <laughs> Just spitballing. You're better at this than I am. No, I'm not. Also, don't get me wrong. I love it. It's uncanny how similar Jack's rants are to my own. I feel like I have someone in the ring for me when he starts going off about stuff that pisses him off. We get along. I bet he has seatbelt chimes in cars too. Ask. Oh, yeah, i bet he hates seatbelt oh, chimes yeah. in cars too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Love the show and podcast. Drew the Millennial. Thanks, DDM. Bald oh. and belligerent. I'll tell you what. Uh, my car has the loudest seatbelt uh, jingle jangle. God, why can't I've ever you turn my life? Why can't you turn those off? I mean, it's seriously painful. Why don't you just have the the vents like blow out superheated air to burn me? Ow! So I can tell my passenger, "Hey, sweetheart, could you put on your seatbelt? I'm getting burned." <laughs> Jack, you posed the uh, the rhetorical question yesterday. Where do all the pens go? Got this note from Dave. My wife has them. Damn it! And he sent along a picture. Of what appears to be roughly ten. Coffee mugs all crammed full of pens. Maybe she's the one who takes she's, all the pens. She's the one. From everybody's house and workplace. Dave, you've finally answered that uh, oft-asked question. We thank you for that. Uh, let's see. Here's a nice note from Rosemary. Uh, Hi, my name is Rosemary, she helpfully begins. I'm 24, <laughs> live in San Diego. I want to start by mentioning I'm a big fan of the show. I've been listening to you guys since I was a youngin, and my morning drives to school with my dad. I happen to be in the northern part of California. We have fabulous ratings in San Diego right now. Maybe the best we've ever had. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it, humbly. I've been meaning to reach out for a while. There's just so much to say. I guess what I really want to know is I get it. And on those days where I feel completely alone amongst my peers, I find true comfort in listening to your show. You guys just make so much sense. Uh, Thank you for your guidance. I'm happy to know there's some sanity remaining in the state of Cal Unicornia or a calunicopia, or however you say it. Is this some special bathe-in-our-own-greatness version of mailbag? Also, or what is crushing on positive Sean since day one. <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh, nice. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, <laughs> hey, Sean is old and sexy. Uh, I mean, young and sexy, I'm sorry. I'm old and bitter, so Rosemary, mix in a bigger font, would you? This is like, it's like something you'd swallow when the CIA <laughs> is on <laughs> you. That font is tiny. But thank you very much for the note. Catch up on some of the stories of the day coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Tesla became the most valuable U.S. car maker of all time, market value of eighty billion. Uh Yep. A product this flawed hasn't been so successful since human beings. (laughs) Thinker.
3: That's, um, that's interesting. I, I, yeah, I, I obviously am not smart enough to understand why Tesla continues to, uh, struggle along the way it does and stock price and everything like that while being the most valuable car company that's ever existed. Well, the stock price is why it's the most valuable. It's through the roof. It's sky high. It, I, I remember somebody sell, uh, when it was a fraction of this saying it'll never go up and I believe them. Ah. Damn it! Um, Dur, I like the joke just because I don't like Homo sapiens. Mm. Uh, but Tesla is not a flawed product. It's a brilliant product. It, yeah, I think is it gonna make want, it, was it bad. Gonna, Is it gonna make it I'm too practical. Ah, uh, well, they just opened their big plant in China mm. and to great uh, acclaim and cheering by the Chinese, which uh, a is good if you're a fan of Tesla but b made me really uncomfortable because now elon musk is and you must be in bed with the chinese communists and you have to ignore certain things that are horrifying well and is subject to their uh, arm twisting sure you got to lower your ideals of freedom if you want to suck on the warm teat of china
2: that's Come just on, a fact china that's just a fact true that? Elon um, would also say that the, the goal of Tesla wasn't necessarily to have Tesla be successful because he, he doesn't protect his patents on any of the things he does. Oh, he, that's right. He welcomes, and, he, and his goal was to make electronic cars a much more viable thing for everybody. Yeah, which they haven't been. So, yeah, okay, that makes sense.
3: And I always remember he, he has no interest in getting richer like a lot of people do. That's not his thing. So, yeah. He's just trying to get electric cars to become a real thing. Sure. Surely we have a really wealthy listener who would like to buy me a Tesla. <laughs> What? Or does that sound
2: self-serving? <laughs> Just a little bit. I don't even know if that's legal. For me, you know?
3: yeah, yeah,
2: let alone for, uh, self-serving. Uh, let
3: alone s- certainly not. <laughs> so, interesting wrinkle in impeachment yesterday where, uh, you know, wherever you live in the country, you might not know this, but Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein, Nancy Pelosi, leader of the House of Representatives, Dianne Feinstein, one of the most powerful uh, senators in uh, government, have known each other for like 50 years, because they're both politicians from San Francisco. Right. And Diane Feinstein came out yesterday and said Nancy Pelosi needs to send over the articles of impeachment now. Quit screwing around. And Nancy Pelosi still says she's not. So, that's kind of an interesting little break, not only among Democrats, but among friends in the same town.
2: So uh, don't mess with me.
3: I don't know how that's going to turn out. Uh, Lindsey Graham just announced moments ago that the Senate will take up The impeachment trial next week. I don't know what if they... I've got no articles. Can they do it without the articles? So what, I are they, what are they going to try? I don't. They're out there. I mean, you could Google them. They're, they exist. You know. You know. You could yeah, get, get a copy. You don't need Nancy to bring over a handwritten copy for you. Um, so I, I don't know what the legalities are of this, but he's, yeah, he he said the Senate will take up the impeachment trial next week. Which does that mean the debates then off? I guess the debate is off. I, th- I think that's a PR maneuver. Okay. Well, we'll see. I mean, because the Supreme Court can't just take up a case because they're interested in the topic. I mean, somebody's got to appeal. You know, there are procedures. Hmm. You've got to give the Senate the articles. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, uh, the spin has already begun, though, and it's what I told you it was going to be, that uh, Nancy Pelosi has done a beautiful job of elevating this topic. The American people are now talking about whether this trial will be fair. Uh, so that's the spin. Okay. okay. Um, I uh, felt like yesterday we had too many serious topics, and then I bring you this which is is about as serious a topic as you can get. That was a heavy sigh. (laughs) (laughs) A cancer statistic that got a lot of attention yesterday because it it sounds great. The biggest single-year decline in mortality rate for cancer ever, which seems like it should get a lot of headlines. It's hard to imagine Um, a more significant headline cancer-wise. I just coincidentally had read a story in the New York Times a while back that I know what's behind this. And if you go to the right articles, they get into it. It's almost entirely lung cancer, which is almost entirely because so many fewer people smoke. The war against cancer has not gone near as well as the overall statistics would would tell you to be. Mm. A lot of cancer, most cancers out there, the rate of death is exactly the same as it was 10 years ago. If you get it. If you get it. For all the exciting news you've heard out out there about stem cells and attacking your own immune system and all these different things. Um, there ain't been much change for a heck of a lot of cancer. Okay, but um, but you know that's that's worth knowing. For but the instance, prevention efforts have been, you know, pretty successful at least in terms of smoking. Yeah. So the drops are among um uh people that don't smoke. Fifty-one percent drop in men since 1990. For instance, it's been cut in half. That's fabulous. Because so many fewer people people smoke, and then similar with another cancer that kills a lot of people, or uh, melanoma. Just we're we're all aware of this now, and That's we didn't skin cancer. Yeah, skin yeah. cancer. We didn't used to when I was a kid. Nobody thought about it, and now everybody parents, especially, you just yeah. you slather your kid in sunscreen and yourself all the time. So, right. So you know there are a couple of things you can have an effect on, but overall, it it hasn't hasn't changed that much, and it's just I don't know why I would tell you that. Am I just a wet blanket or uh, realism? That's kind of what we yeah. do around here. There is progress. There's promising research. There's hope. But it's it's not gone as far as maybe we would like. Although you've pointed out that in the last twenty years, um, uh, chemotherapy has gotten less brutal, right? It's a little more directed. That's what they tell me. I haven't tried it. In, uh, I haven't done the study, right, Hugh? I not, do know that uh, the cancer I had, I would have. The doctor told me if you had this twenty years ago, you'd be dead already. So well, obviously hello. there's there's some progress. There you go. Yeah, it's funny you would bury that, <laughs> but there <Yeah>. it is. <laughs> That's a heck of a yeah. thing when the doctor tells you that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you'd had this in 1995, be you'd be dead already. Ha, 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 ha. Well, mm-hmm. listen, well, I that's, got that's, that's something. You had the cancer, I got the arthritis and 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 my joint replacements premature, by the way. If you're a new listener to the show, I Joe, I'm youthful, vigorous. Some say sexy. Uh, I just <laughs> I got a bad family history for arthritis. I had have had some new joints, but um, back in the day, I mean, it, it was doctor told you if you were uh, were on a whaling ship in 1800, you'd have an ivory leg by now. (laughs) No, but 25 years ago, a hip replacement, for instance, was about midway between Civil War battlefield surgery and the modern thing. I mean, it was definitely uh, you're in the hospital for a week and the rest of it is brutal. So, yeah, it's a good time to be alive. There you go. That's the ultimate takeaway. I'm trying to be positive. (laughs) That's Joe's takeaway. It's a good time to be alive, everybody. Well, come on. Come on. Clap your hands. Sing a song. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, then. All right. Poo-poo joy. Jack, is at label this segment of the show for the podcast. Jack comes out anti-joy. Jack stifles joy is the name of this podcast segment. Oh, who's, boy. Who's the team to watch in the NFL playoffs this week? See, I, I don't watch football. Yeah. and I, So I, I'm I'm for the Patriots every year. They're out. Oh, he's for the Patriots just because they win a lot. Yeah. Oh, And I've on. heard of them. First the and joy heard, kill, then and, this. And I've heard of Tom Brady. So since he's out. Who's I'm going to be, to be like uh, Prince Harry. I'm looking for other other work. <laughs> um, all right. uh, uh, all right,
2: I'll tell you this. What? what? What, Sean? If you're looking for the, <laughs> the most entertaining player to watch, watch the Baltimore Ravens. Their quarterback, Lamar Jackson, is uh, is worth the, the, yeah. the, the price of admission just on his own.
3: Yeah, Baltimore is going to be extremely hard to uh, uh, beat. If they aren't the AFC champion, I will be shocked completely. Uh, over in the NFC, Niners play the tough, tough, Vikings, who've gotten better as the year gone on. Uh, I fear Jimmy Garoppolo. My guy will be sacked 20 to 25 times because he tends to get sacked a bit. Uh, tough to, uh, t- a little tougher to pick the NFC, although you got to like the Niners. So Niners-Ravens-Super Bowl is the most likely outcome. So as non-football fans, it's kind of a drag. But if you're a football fan, I remember this one I used to follow sports. It's very exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you definitely going to get something new this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and they're they're fun teams to watch too. Really fun. So anyway, uh, the
2: Chiefs, the Chiefs are.
3: And, and by the way, uh, speaking as a guy who vowed to give up the NFL completely, what a year ago, two years ago, I'm now just completely back on board. I am like a San Francisco junkie crawling around in human poo looking for a needle. I'm just completely back with the NFL. Yeah. I could have named every starting quarter, quarterback back in the day and, and their records and all kinds of different things. Yeah. Well, my gosh, I couldn't name one player on any team right now other than the Patriots. Well, I know as a big-time Kansas uh, City Chiefs fan back in the day, Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs are still absolutely a big factor in the AFC. I used to go to every home game. In fact, oh, my place I'm sure my, my friend. To. Oh yeah, Arrowhead, oh, oh the best. God, Arrowhead's fantastic. I'm sure my friend Brian is texting me angrily right now for saying the Ravens would win the AFC. Look, it's just what I think, all right? It's not what I'm rooting for. Just leave, quit yelling at me. Wow. All right. And your rooting, if I remember correctly, doesn't have an effect on the outcome? Ah, oh, I think it does. Out. <laughs> and whether I'm wearing this hat or that hat, yes. Uh, Teen Vogue slaps Facebook for something they claimed. Listen, I know, I know what you're thinking. Teen Vogue, who? Ca- Teen Vogue is a, a, a weird fifth column, would-be indoctrinator of our young people. I didn't know that. Seriously, I listen. This is Joe being serious. Teen Vogue is sick and insidious. I'll tell you about it. Okay. So next segment, I'll try not to stifle joy. Mm. No, no, it'll be anger. You can shuffle that if you want. Whatever it it works.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The Armstrong
1: and Getty Show.
3: Interesting things that are pop y or uh, lifestyle-y to talk about today that I think are interesting. For instance, a, uh, a comedian questioning why we are celebrating Lizzo's weight. And we'll get into that conversation later. Because I read yet another article over break um, on whole, the whole um, celebrating or being comfortable with obesity versus you know being mean-spirited versus it's one of the biggest health problems in america trying to figure that all out oh yeah and it's it's pretty interesting because uh the whole cancer thing you know what's made up for a lot of dropping cancer is the rise in cancers from obesity huge the biggest increases out there are cancers for from obesity right yet we've become and i understand why since we're all overweight but we've become you know real real fat acceptance real you know isn't it great Lizzo's she's giant and proud of it and everything like that, yet it's killing us all. (laughs) She'll almost certainly die prematurely. Oh, absolutely. So it's not okay to... Well, See, that's what makes me crazy. I mean, how many human beings do you know their only options are either glorifying Lizzo and complete fat acceptance, or screaming, fatty, I hate you. (laughs) How many human beings do you know who only have those two options? Anyway, more on that later, and we'll get into it. And what was the other one I mentioned? Oh, some of the stuff from the Consumer Electronics Show, which is pretty interesting. And we've got a feature on why smart TVs are so cheap all of a sudden. That's pretty interesting economics and electronics and all that sort of stuff. As I mentioned the other day, I bought this giant... 4K fantastic television for $800. Wow. I, I, didn't, wa- I didn't need a TV. I'm, I don't care about stuff like that. I could have watched uh, my old TV for the rest of my life and been fine. But I couldn't afford not to. What was the point? Well, and I thought it was just streamlining and manufacturing and that sort of thing, lower labor costs in Asia, blah, 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 which is part of it, but that's not nearly all of it. Naive fool that I am. So you're telling me that Teen Vogue is something kind of important. I don't know anything about Teen Vogue. Yeah, the magazine. Yeah. Website, I guess. I've been trying to find a, a good list, a good current list of the things they've done that are outrageous from the point of view of anybody who's to the right of, say, Elizabeth Warren. Um, They have become a hardcore progressive advocate for the not only the AOC point of view politically i mean they're full on socialist uh, AOC Bernie Sanders politically speaking but they are also hardcore it is empowering for teen girls to be sexy and have sex and abortions they have guides to performing various alternative sex acts that may not even take place in your marital bedroom they've become x-rated and way way left oh, really? so if you're you're 14-year-old girl is into Teen Vogue. Well, Mom, I like the fashions and the rest of it. Ooh, I'm telling you, it ain't what it seems to be. Well, I didn't know that. It is a pervert in sheep's clothing. Hmm. I get the push in the sexiness and looking sexy because that helps all the advertisers sell their makeup and clothes and shoes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The politic part of it, sir, that's interesting. Well, right, but there's sexiness, then there's how to have... Whorishness! Blank sex, you know... Mm -hmm. In a website that's that's pitched toward teenagers. I mean, it's in the name. So, still trying to figure out exactly how this happened yesterday. Everybody's claiming it was just a mistake. Everybody always claims that when this sort of thing uh, occurs. But, a story ran in vogue... That looked like it was just a story that Vogue did, because they have actual writers and editors and uh, editorial department and points of view, as Joe just made clear, and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. They did a story about Facebook that l- looked at first like it was a story about Facebook, and it was flattering toward Facebook. Facebook It then, was about the the empowered smart women, right, who yeah. run Facebook. Yeah, I'm going to read that. Excellent. Excellent. Um, uh, and then Facebook highlighted this article that was about them, but it turns out Facebook was behind the article. So Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook tweeted out yesterday, great Teen Vogue piece about five incredible women protecting elections on Facebook. Since 2016, we've worked to stop the spread of misinformation, fight foreign interference and voter suppression, improve transparency, and more. And they're just happy over at Facebook that Teen Vogue ran this article saying what a great job they've been doing well it's great for america jack it's great for women without mentioning that facebook was in in bed with uh, teen vogue on a number of different things and it was a sponsored edit sponsored editorial content in other words <laughs> wait a minute in other words pr- practically an ad <laughs> sponsored editorial content yeah which is a orwell wait a minute i think i hear him he's v- 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 spinning in his grave sponsored editorial content so their head, the headline on the story was how facebook is helping ensure the integrity of the 2020 election and the fact that it, it featured m- women at facebook who were doing this work was just all the better for teen vogue and right that sort of stuff and right. facebook because they've got a bit of a look at that they only hire and promote men that whole thing oh um, yeah 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 but it became clear from for a variety of uh through variety of sources that this was a paid partnership between Teen Vogue and Facebook. So they're both kind of dirty on this, and and um, then it disappeared. So uh, here's the timeline. Rob Price. Do I know who Rob Price is? He's got a blue check mark next to him on uh, on Twitter. Don't anyway. know the name myself. Teen Vogue runs Facebook story. People think uh, runs a Facebook story. Then removes the note saying it's sponsored content. At some point, it started with sponsored content next to it. Mm. Then that disappeared. Then they remove the note. Then Facebook does that tweet saying, hey, look at this great article about us in Vogue. Ah. Then Teen Vogue tweets, uh, deletes the the story. Then Facebook deletes their tweet about the story. (sighs) So the whole article disappears in Facebook's tweet highlighting it disappears. Right. So were they working together on that too? Uh, they must. Have, somebody must have gotten uh, onto it or something. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not particularly worried about this individual incident. But how often does this happen? That an article about somebody, something. Is it is just plain an ad? And somebody didn't, you know, not enough people connected the dots. I'd say it varies by publication. I mean, the fact that Vogue did this, I'll be able to sleep tonight. You were right. Um, you know, if the Wapo was doing it, that would surprise me a great deal. For all their 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 sins and imperfections, I don't think they're doing that. But, um, but yeah, that's that's crazy. And then and then the fact that Facebook acted like, hey, look at this great article about this. We really appreciate this great coverage. Fully knowing their relationship shows you that Zuckerberg is not, I mean, no matter how many times he claims to be, or how howdy duty he tries to look like, he is not an honest guy. Oh, no. No. No, not at all. Running an honest operation, please. They're
2: trying to fool us all.
3: Yeah. 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 So, uh, thank you, Positive Sean. I actually saw this a little earlier. Uh, There was a big uh, controversy at Teen Vogue. Again, this is for children. Except for the 18 and 19-year-olds, I suppose. Teenagers are, by definition, children. Um, uh, they published an article entitled, Why Sex Work is Real Work. In it, a doctor argues not only that prostitution should be legalized, that it's like any other career, um, and that, uh, and it hinted that teenagers should not think negatively at all about um,
2: about s- sex work. Um, so, you know... Wow. I- I- yeah. the, the merits of that debate aside, it seems very strange to have that in Teen Vogue. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's not a bad discussion to right. have for a society. I get or it.
3: adults to have. But, but why would right, you... But, of all the things you could talk about, why introduce that topic in Teen Vogue? Yeah. Listen, if the kids are in the car... Uh, you got to turn down the radio for twenty seconds. All right, twenty seconds, literally. You got that? Can you imagine it in Boys Life? That article, why sex work is real work and it should be fine, together with a guide to anal sex Durr. in Boys Life. Durr. Can you imagine that? And all I'm right, like everybody. Thanks for reading that. yeah, exactly. Thanks for turning your radio back up. We're back and we're rated PG again. Um, yeah, Teen Vogue folks know what it is. <laughs> It's a key. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Armstrong and Getty.
1: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW group. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit mortonbuildings.com and start your construction process With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today.